Hello and welcome to the Sonic Cinema Podcast. My name is Brian Scuttle. Thank you for joining me at www.sonic-cinema.com or if you've caught me on the YouTube Sonic Cinema Podcast page. Thank you very much for listening and I hope this is a this is an informative uh, episode for you. This is going to kind of be somewhat similar to the first episode of the podcast I did back in uh, 2015, just sort of an introductory uh, thing for what I want to do this year as far as the podcast. We're coming into our, technically our fifth year, uh, even though I only did a couple of episodes in 2015 that would, uh, so this is more our fourth year of the podcast. And for this one, I'm going to be doing something uh, pretty significant. Uh, a lot of the same things that you've heard previously as far as interviews and uh, end of the year, uh, 10 best and Oscar discussion that's going to be discussed. Uh, probably do some interviews throughout the year if uh, a filmmaker presents himself themselves for one. And uh, <coughs> obviously, if I go to Dragon Con this year, which I certainly hope I will, uh, I'll be doing uh, something about that. I may also be doing uh, some other things, but uh, nothing is quite yet set in stone with regards to those things. But I'll mention them as they come along. The main thing that's going to be happening on the podcast, though, this year is a lot of individual movie breakdowns. That's going to be the main focused focus of the podcast this year. In particular, there's going to be a year, in especially one year in particular, that is going to be getting noticed, and that is the year 1999. Uh, if you're listening to this, uh, there's probably a pretty good chance that you were alive in 1999. Um, if you were, and you, you were cognizant of the movies being released that year, uh, you know it's probably one of the most creatively exciting years and one of the most uh, polarizing years in mov recent movie history, if not all of movie history. There were a lot of technical advances, there were a lot of storytelling advances that came about that year with a handful of magnificent films and very diverse filmmakers making them. This is something that I had the idea for the past summer, and it's an idea that I got really excited about, and I got really terrified about the more and more I started to talk to people about it, because it got up to like 30-some-odd uh, movies we were going to discuss, and that's quite a bit. But I, I do certainly hope that uh, this is going to be worth your while, and I think it's going to be worth uh, a lot of people's... Uh, while to listen to uh, myself and not only friends, but also filmmakers uh, discuss these films that are uh, of profound significance to them or just movies that they want to discuss. And uh, it's a pretty diverse list. Uh, we're going to be kicking it off in about a week or two with uh, Chris Esper and I. And uh, we're going to be discussing the uh, Milos Forman, Andy Kaufman biopic, Man on the Moon. So I hope you check out that one. That's going to be a lot of fun discussing that. I did uh, discuss with Chris. I did have Chris uh, 
come up with some thoughts on the uh, movies of 1999 Beyond Man on the Moon. Uh, I think when we did the uh, Francois Truffaut uh, podcast, and here are his some more of his thoughts on 1999 in general with the movie here. So, so as as somebody who you know su- somebody who's a filmmaker himself. Uh, what exactly, what about that year, what was it about that year? I know for me, as somebody who wanted to do movies, who's somebody who's wanted to do film music, uh, that that year was really exciting for me uh, to see these films like uh, Fight Club and Being John Malkovich and even The Matrix and even right. Force Awakens and Sixth Sense and stuff like that come out. Uh, so, what when you think of the 1999 movie year, sort of like what are the types of movies and what what do you uh, what do you think of more than anything else? So it's funny because 1999, I was 10 years old. Uh, so uh, a lot of the films uh, that year, I didn't see like you know, like I didn't see Fight Club that year, obviously. <laughs> I didn't, you know, I didn't I didn't see. Uh, uh, many of the really good films, like I certainly didn't see American Beauty that yeah. year. Uh, <laughs> but in 1999, of course, you know I was excited about I was excited about Bicentennial Man because I was always a Rob Williams fan. I still mm-hmm. am. Uh, so I was certainly excited about that at 10 years old. I was excited about Toy Story 2. I was yeah. excited about uh, you know some of the more um, kid friendly things that came out then. Like I think like Doug's first movie came out then. You know, like mm-hmm. so. So stuff where like I didn't have a critical eye as I do now. Uh, so for me that year was more just like seeing films that like I just that I, I thought I would just enjoy. But I mean, as an adult, you know, I look at films like Eyes Wide Shut. I look at films like uh, American Beauty. I look at you know some of these really amazing movies of that year, and like you, know, I see a lot more now than I did at ten yeah. years old. But um, I. You know, and and the thing is, you you think about what most of the movies that people remember when it comes to 1999 are Eyes Wide Shut, Fight Club, Magnolia, uh, Being John Malkovich, um, uh, American Beauty, Sixth Sense, uh, Blair Witch Project, and uh, so many, and The Matrix was another big one, but it's like, so right there, you've got a lot of big filmmakers either making big impressions in their first real breakouts or at least yeah. uh, hitting their stride at the right time. And then you yep. have then you figure you also have you know, you have Kubrick making his last film. You have right. um, Robert Altman made a great film that year called Cookie's Fortune. Which is that's right. Feels yeah. like a which kind of feels like a uh, something that nobody really remembers, and it's a shame because it's a really good movie. I I remember loving that movie at the time, and I it's been a while since yeah. I've seen it, so I'm curious to see it again. Um, you have David Cronenberg yeah. making Existence, which is one of his yes. most fascinating. I love movies. one. Yes. Um, you had Martin Scorsese making Bring Out the Dead that year, which was his Bring out the dead, yeah. collaboration with Paul Trader, with Nicolas Cage. 
and you have the fan mess, which you know everybody has <laughs> definite feelings about, good or bad. And uh, you have election. You have election with Alexander Payne, Office Space, yep. Mike Judge. Yep. Um, you had Austin Powers. Powers yeah. Um, Bowfinger by Frank Oz. Yep, you have some bombs in there like Wild Wild West, you know, yeah. and eh. yeah. And I, w- I was so looking forward to Wild Wild West too. I wanted that movie to give begin. Oh my God, was it long? <laughs> not because I liked, I like Barry Levinson as, or not Barry Levinson, Barry Sonfeld yeah. as a director. Because yeah. I really like Get Shorty, I really like Men Black, and sure. I think I, by that point I had seen the Adams Family movie, which I really yeah. liked. Yeah. And uh, so the fact that that fell as hard as it did, it's like, oh, you've got to be king. Like, he was on such a roll there. And it's a shame yeah. to see sort of, like, what happened after that form. But, I mean, there are other, you know, there there was a Bond movie that year, The World Is Not Enough, which is, eh, Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, sort of, sort of like fan mess, where it's like, eh, it's not, yeah, not the best the franchise ever was. Yeah, um, yeah. Then you know, then, then you have like, um, yeah. Then you had some, some of the more fun affair, like, like Mystery Men, The Iron Giant. Uh, yeah. uh, there, there are a lot of phenomenal films that came out in 1999. It's one of my, it's easily one of my favorite years. It's definitely a benchmark year for me. As far as my movie watching and the things that I love about movies and a lot of the filmmakers I love when it comes to movies and a lot of the ideas when it comes to movies, uh, there, there are some big, there are some big titles that, uh, I've just really come to love and, um, from 1999, uh, and it's funny to see what my top 10 list was at the time compared to how I would have it now. And uh, it's, it's definitely a bit of a change. It's, it's definitely a bit of a shock to the system to sort of see what I had now and compared to what I had then. Some of the, the movies are the same, but the order is not necessarily the same. And uh, a lot of that comes from perspective. A lot of that comes from based on what I've rewatched a lot over the years. And uh, a lot of it just comes from uh, just really living with these films and uh, realizing just how much uh, they mean to me in a very uh, deep way. And one of the things I want to try to do is uh, I actually unearthed some um, early, some of my early emails to uh, friends uh, when it came to. <coughs> Uh, rang about movies in 1999 was when I really started the uh, Sonic Cinema mailing list, which is uh, still going, and uh, it's a once-a-month thing at the end of the month where you get uh, links to the reviews that I've posted over the past month as well as uh, a few uh, smaller blurbs and stuff like that based on movies I've seen on video or uh, streaming, or what have you. Um, And uh, that's, if you want to join that, just shoot me an email at the contact page at Sonic Cinema, 
hit me up on Twitter or Facebook or what have you, and I'll definitely add you to that. Um, for now, uh, let me uh, <coughs> let me uh, play some more audio for some of one of the other filmmakers that uh, that has. Uh, is going to be providing some uh, commentary for one of the movies I'm going to discuss this year, but I asked him about some uh, of his larger feelings about the 1999 movie uh, Landscape, and uh, I did this as part of an interview with, that I did with him uh, last year after uh, watching his latest film, Apocalypsis, and uh, please listen to these uh, thoughts from uh, Eric Leiser on the 1999 movie. What films for you in 1999 as somebody with uh, a, a strong uh, fa- interest in animation and you know a strong talent in animation? Uh, that was that was actually kind of a big year for animated films. I mean, you you had yeah. Toy Story two, you had Iron Giant, you had Tarzan, uh, you had. The South Park movie, which, cravely speaking, not great like animated film, but at the same time a fantastic, you know, social yeah. commentary as well. And then you had uh, Princess Mononoke, which got U.S. release uh, in nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. Uh, right. Miyazaki. Uh, yeah. What 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 type of uh, what what are some of the films in that year that? Um, Sort of that that sort of instilled in you, I guess, a a big inspiration as far as uh, movies were concerned. In nineteen ninety nine, yeah, um, yeah, that's a big one. But uh, can you go through the films that you just really quickly you just mentioned besides Princess Mononoke and South Park? Uh, so yeah, Toy Story two that came out. Oh, it was Iron Giant, yeah. Iron, Iron Giant, Giant and uh, uh, Disney's yeah. Tarzan. Well, for me, uh, Prince Mononoke was the one that um, drew me into Miyazaki's universe. Mm-hmm. And I was totally blown away and put in that world. Uh, I quickly watched Nausicaa after that and started going through, but which is, I bought the whole box set. And it just struck me hard. But also, mm-hmm. Bird with the Iron Giant, I was really surprised. I was expecting this Disney film. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, whoa, this... Actually, I thought, did this guy go to Cowards? And then I, was, I looked him up, like, oh, of course he did. <laughs> and because I felt like it came from... I feel like that's what... You're able to do a Cowards, and that's probably uh, one of the great things about it, is you're taking it seriously as an artist, and your film is your art, and then people go and get the big jobs, and you know a lot of times they go in the character animation into Pixar, or at least they did then. Yeah, it was like huge percentage, and um, so yeah, then their lives kind of changed. And a lot of filmmakers that I saw before, and and I've seen them over time. They go and work on these films, and they make great work, but I don't see them still making their films, and I saw them as, like, really great filmmakers. Mm-hmm. And that's the challenge that we, we all have to fight through. Like, you make your, your personal film in school or personal films, and then oftentimes it's hard to keep going, you know? Yeah. And you, you have to, like, pay your bills and, and mm-hmm. go on. So some people are happy doing that, but um, so there's that aspect. But 
I feel like with Brad Bird, he like retained it within. Well, he got hired. You know, he made that film, and then he's gone on. And he's a great director. So yeah, those two that you mentioned were great. But if I was having a little more time to go through the 1999 films mm-hmm. again, because um, I wasn't sure if we we're going to do in this phone call, I could give you more cons- more insightful. I mean, we can always we can always do more later. And so I mean, Miyazaki is a major influence. I actually saw. Um, Princess Mononoke when it came to the El Capitan Theater in mm-hmm. Hollywood across from the Man's Chinese Theater and he was there. Oh, wow. It was, electri- it was electrifying. Mm-hmm. And um, it was like one of his first times uh, really he was kind of so shy of a lot of lost publicity in the States but he was actually there in person for the mm-hmm. Q&A and just blew me away. Yeah. Um, I saw him later on do the same thing for Spirited Away. Mm-hmm. And she's another very strong one. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, going back to my original uh, top ten list for 1999, this was one that I uh, did in January of 2000, uh, so shortly after the year ended. Um, I, there were still quite a few films I hadn't seen yet, but uh, there, were, there were a lot of films I had seen. It's one of the few... It's one of the first movie first movie years where I really when I as I started to keep track of my uh, movie going year more and more, um, I found myself uh, keeping track of the movies and uh, I saw and this was one of the years where I did see over a hundred and uh, <coughs> it was a pretty impressive feat for me at the time and it's one that I consistently break now. But uh, it's it's going to be interesting as we go through this calendar year to see just sort of how my feelings about some of these movies have crystallized over the past 20 years. Uh, so right now, let me, uh, let me just run down what my top 10 list was for 1999. And then we'll get to uh, one more filmmaker's uh, feelings on the movie year. And then... Uh, <coughs> we'll we'll kind of put this to bed because, like I said, this is going to be a short one. So, um, for number ten at the time, I had uh, Hayao Miyazaki's Princess Mononoke, which was the first film of his that I'd seen, and it absolutely blew me away. Uh, number nine, I had The Blair Witch Project. Number eight, I had Robert Altman's Cookie's Fortune. Number seven, I had Frank Darabont's The Green Mile. Number six, I had David O. Russell's Three Kings. Number five, I had Spike Jones being John Malkovich. Number four, I had M. Night Shyamalan's The Sixth Sense. Number three, I had South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. Number two, I had Eyes Wide Shut. And number one, I had American Beauty, which ended up being the Best Picture winner for 1999. And, um... It's it's funny because actually that list has there there are about four or five films that there are only about two actually there are only about two or three films on there that are not on my top ten list now, but there has been quite a bit of movement and part of it is because of rewatching movies over the years and part of it is just because you know I <coughs> it's 
been a while since I've revisited some of these movies, and some of them, in the case of, especially in the case of American Beauty, uh, which uh, my actor friend uh, Timothy Cox and I will be discussing in a few weeks. Um, it's one that I'm really curious how I'm going to feel about because it's been a while and also because of the way the discussion with regards to Kevin Spacey has changed. I'm curious to see, given the subject matter in that movie, how I feel about it now knowing what we uh, now know about Kevin Spacey. And... Uh, that's going to be one of the more interesting things to discuss in terms of what different filmmakers' reputations and stuff like that has changed and how that looks, how that changes uh, our perception of films. And so I'm, that's, that's one of those things I'm most excited about in doing this. I've already seen a few of the films I'm going to discuss. I've gotten notes down. And, uh, I'm definitely looking forward to the discussions. Um, and uh, so I've got one final clip here from a filmmaker that I've uh, discussed, that I've had uh, share his thoughts on 1999 in the movies, and it is a genre filmmaker and a uh, really talented director, uh, Jeremiah Kipp. And uh, so before we, before we finish this session, I do want to... Uh, give you a uh, an opportunity to if if you you know if you'd uh, share some of your thoughts on the uh, movie year of 1999 and some of the movies that really impacted you from that year gosh well I, I remember I remember when 99 happened I, I made a list of like uh, of all the movies that I loved that year and it was like there was like 20 at least 20 movies on the list yeah. uh so there's this crazy number of like fantastic films um i off the i mean just off the top of my head i think i think being john no maybe maybe i'm wrong about that you know i, I want to say being john malkovich but I, that could have been later uh no, it was 99 uh, all right yeah good <laughs> yeah. i wasn't mistaken uh yeah i mean that like off the top of my head was a movie that was pretty fascinating it's kind of like it's kind of like the Jerry Janda thing. Who the hell would think of making a movie about being inside of John Malkovich's weird skull? Yeah. You know, and, <laughs> and then there's like an eight and a half floor, you know, in the building or whatever. And then, and then the actors didn't look anything like themselves, mm -hmm. like John Cusack and, and Cameron Diaz. Yeah. Didn't look at all like John Cusack or Cameron Diaz. <laughs> they looked like completely different people. Uh, so and, and then it was like Spike Jones who had done all these brilliant music videos and yeah. commercials and things who really made an announcement to the world. It's like you know this is my voice as a filmmaker, mm -hmm. uh, which was truly unique and a brilliant script by Charlie Kaufman who was so smart and yeah. uh, uh, so able to not just make this a clever idea but make it really about stuff like about celebrity and relationships and. Uh, human nature, you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So that off the top of my head was uh, a movie that I thought that I really cared about. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, there. I mean, like like you said, I mean, there there's at least twenty like really oh, yeah. fantastic films and really memorable films from that year. And uh, that that's one of the reasons I'm 
that's one of the reasons that I wanted to choose this year's be do this year's because of the fact that it's like it's such a rich year and it's such a rich creative year too. Like you had Spike Jones making his debut, you had uh Brad Bird making his first feature with Iron Giant, you had sure. uh the Wachowskis with The Matrix, Matrix. you had Fight Club, you had um, Magnolia, you had Kubrick making his last film with Eyes Wide Shut. Nice and yeah. yeah, you've you've just got so many you've got so many filmmakers at specific points in their careers and it's so fascinating to see where where they went from there and sort of like what got them to that moment. And Absolutely. and and yeah, that's that's one of the things that was so interesting to me about 1999 the year and part of the reason why I'm doing this. I think it's a great idea. It's uh I it's it is totally one of those like one of those years for movies that stands out in my mind, yeah. you know, and unusually unusual number of just great great movies that have mm. that have withstood the test of time and we can talk about those movies 20 years later. <laughs> and uh and they hold up remarkably like fight club yeah is as is as powerful uh a film as it was back then maybe even more so uh and it's arguably uh, i mean it's arguably just as relevant as ever and oh, in, without, yeah. in completely di- in in some cases completely different ways than you would than it was then and that's oh, one of the sure. things i'm really interested in uh, talking about with that film. For sure. Thank you very much to Chris, Eric, and uh, Jeremiah for help, for giving, for sharing uh, their thoughts on 1999. Uh, There's going to be a lot more discussion from filmmakers like them and others. With regards to specific movies, I'm also going to have some of my friends on as we uh, discuss different movies that came out this year. Uh, there are some movies that are still not, uh, that have still not been claimed. Uh, if, you know, I'm, I'm always up for talking about movies, and there are certain movies that I would love to have somebody to talk about with them. Um, if not, that is what it is. And uh, I, I still, I'll try to get some thoughts on some of those movies uh in as we go but for now um that's it for me for the sonic cinema podcast tonight i hope you enjoyed this little introduction i hope you enjoy what we have coming up for you on the podcast with uh discussions on mo a good portion of movies from the 1999 movie year and a very wide variety of movies from 1999 and uh, hit us up on patreon.com backslash Sonic Cinema. Some reviews for some of the movies that we're going to study and discuss are going to be posted there before they get posted on Sonic Cinema. So check those out. And a couple of them have already been posted. Um, for now, though, this is Brian Scuttle. And thank you very much for joining me. And uh, I'll catch you up. In a couple weeks with uh, Milos Forman's uh, Man on the Moon, as discussed by myself and Chris Esper. Thank you very much.